All right, so welcome back to the podcast. This week we got guest Dibs, rapper, artist, and uh, yeah, to kick it off like usual, I'll just give him the floor. He can uh, introduce himself and uh, yeah, just let uh, let you guys know a little bit about himself. So thanks for coming on and the floor is yours. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate that. So yeah, Dibs, uh, my real name's actually Ryan Mitchell Hack. Um, grew up in Northern Ontario for better most of 17 years of my life. Um, I moved out to Calgary, Alberta when, uh, when I was 17, kind of just, you know, get out of the slump that I was in there, you know, with drugs and everything, everything negative basically. So I took an opportunity to come out here and, um, yeah, I found myself able to actually pursue music and, uh, yeah, this is, I feel like the place to be for me personally. Yeah, no. Hey, you're the first. You're the first fellow Canadian I've had on. So. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sub <Some> Canadians. <laughs> so yeah, to kind of kick it off, uh, how well, when did you get into music, and what was kind of your inspiration to to kick it all off? Um. Well, I had two older brothers growing up, so you know how it is. <laughs> I was probably listening to like much music or some shit, and my brother was like, "Yo, yeah, <laughs> listen to this." And, uh, yeah, straight up, I, I think I remember it was like, a three CDs that my brothers gave me. One was like Eminem show, or maybe it was the LP. I can't remember. Um, and then like Limb Biscuit or something. And then like 50 cents. So it was like, for my age too, I was, I'm pretty young. So I was like, probably shouldn't have been listening to that, but it molded, <laughs> it changed my life for sure. So I started doing like little funny raps through like public school and high school. But I never really wrote or did anything super serious. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until, like, enough people were like, hey, like, I know you do this for fun, but this is actually pretty good. You should do something. And it was a couple years after I had moved out to Calgary where I kind of had, um, like, an actual opportunity out here in the city because there's a lot of artists and producers out here where I, I could actually get my foot in the door. So I met a guy, uh, Shay Michaels, also known as Cheddar Cheese. He's a fairly big artist out in, uh, Western Canada here. Uh, yeah, I got my foot in the door. I had my first actual professional studio, uh, session and produced my first song going through it. And yeah, I got a good response from everybody and people loved it. So I just figured I would continue going. Yeah, no, you're definitely killing it. And I've, uh, heard the snippet of your single you have coming out there, uh, Shape up, it's dropping on the 26th. Yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to that, and everyone else can definitely uh, get ready for that when that eventually does drop. Uh, so I know you're kind of, you were working around right now, kind of doing it and doing this with it. Is there ever a point, or are you striving to kind of take it full time, or do you just kind of in the groove right now where you're kind of fine what you're doing right now? I mean, both, to be honest, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be working and I'm not like make it or break it kind of, right? Where I, yeah. I know a lot of artists are in that situation where it's really everything's riding on that. And I have a daughter, so she turns four in January, so I really can't be in that type of position. But the end goal would be a hundred percent to be just a hundred percent music. And then I could devote that extra time to making more music because I've been trying to stick to a schedule like, uh, I couldn't quite pull off bi-weekly releases because with my work, I work two weeks away from home and then I'm home a week. So I've been trying to do a three weeks to a month consistent because consistency is key, right? And that's what yeah. people see. So yeah, definitely the end goal is to be a hundred percent music. 
Uh, since I've found you, you've been consistent and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all it is. It takes consistency and it's just going to eventually catch on. It just spreads like wildfire at a certain point. Yeah. But, uh, coming with it, uh, I like to kind of go in on guys' like creative process. So do you write all your songs? Are you kind of in a collab with other guys and how does that all happen? Like your whole creative process from the beginning of a track to the end of it? Um, well, usually it just starts with me finding a beat that I love. Uh, I usually reach out to people that I know, but a lot of the times lately I found myself just going on beat stars, finding artists or like producers that I love on there and then kind of having a one-on-one with them. Sometimes I'll get custom beats, but for the most part, it's just a heat of the moment. You know, I get an inspiration and then I just start writing. So I do write all my stuff, all independent. Um, basically the only stuff that I don't do myself is like the mixing and mastering and the studio stuff, um, which I go to Audio House uh, in Calgary. My buddy Grant, he's really great. I used to go to Shea Michaels, but he moved to Vancouver. You know, he took that next step in in the whole industry because for Canada, it's really not a whole lot going on, but Vancouver and Toronto seem to be like the bigger spots in Canada. So he uh, took that leap. So, yeah, I got the one studio that I go to which is really great he's awesome and it's kind of been a learning curve because there's always that connection in the studio between the artist and the guy mixing it and uh yeah it's been really great he's been doing really good so yeah that was dope uh so I know you dropped Headshot not that long ago that's also a very good track and I recommend that to anyone to check you out and check that out and obviously you already said you got shape up coming up and uh so are you kind of fixing towards a an album or are you just kind of sticking towards a kind of a single type thing right now yeah that's the tough one i since like the very beginning i wanted to just drop an album but anyone that knows anything in the industry with an upcoming artist they always told me it was a bad idea just because even if it is an amazing track and every track's really great it could go unheard right yeah just just until you get the momentum. So uh, as of now, I'm kind of building up an album secretively and kind of putting select songs to the side. So when I do eventually drop it, there'll be songs that people know, and then I can have like five, six songs new, unheard of. But until I kind of gain some traction, I'm going to stick to the single release. No, and that's that's smart for sure. I have guys that I've interviewed on before that are kind of at your level where they're kind of just on the outside looking in, just like anyone I bring on, I fully, full-heartedly believe they're going to blow. And that's why I bring them on because I just want to put more light on you guys because I think it's more deserving. And I've talked to a few guys that have dropped albums, and they're actually really, really good for someone who doesn't have that much recognition. And it is just going to kind of be underneath the pile. And I think it is way more smart, definitely, especially in your position to, do more of a single type deal definitely definitely makes makes way more sense but hopefully you blow fucking sooner than than hope and uh yeah we can get a get an album but uh so with everything i always because covid and everything's a big thing that's been going on this year uh how has it been working through that just music wise because i know you you work i mean i work too and i'm laid off at the moment from it so just music-wise, how has it been working through this year? Uh, well, it's definitely been a bit of a learning curve. Um, when it first kind of hit the early onset of COVID, like March, 
uh, where they kind of started implementing stuff. I had a bunch of shows lined up, which they all got canceled, and they were my first shows ever. So I was like, oh, well, that sucks. I was like, damn it. I was this close from (laughs) my first shows because that's what people really want to see because you can – be a studio rapper but if you can actually perform your songs really well like you're gonna gain some followers but um yeah i would say the pro and the con of that though is people are at home so i've noticed like my streams have gone up quite a bit people are kind of um engaging more on social media and stuff like that so there's, there's a positive and a negative side to that and for work i've been fortunate enough to keep working. I work in the oil and gas industry here in Canada, so that seems to be kind of untouched a little bit. Um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, regulations and COVID testing and all these requirements that we have to uh, go through, but um, yeah, still writing, still making music, just no shows or anything, and none that I can see in the foreseeable future, even for 2020, is definitely a no-go. Yeah, and that's what that's what sucks. And I end up having this conversation a lot with with guys I'm interviewing. As much as I don't like to be repetitive when it comes to stuff, but it is it's a massive thing, especially when I bring up the COVID thing. The shows, the guys that were doing shows, and the guys that were going to do shows. It's that's the guys that have done them. That's one of the biggest things. How they've got a lot of traction was from doing shows. Because I mean, it's such a mental thing when you if you've seen a guy live. And then you still listen to the music. It's just the first thing that's going to pop in your head is when you saw them live. And it's yeah, live music is addicting as hell. It's different. It's different from listening it off a phone. And yeah, a lot of guys seem to be having whether or not this year has been an up year in streaming as it has for you last year. That's what it seems to be. But then it's also the flip side of the coin. People aren't able to get out and see their fans and make new fans personally. Exactly. And that has been. Yeah, by far none, the entire thing that everyone I've asked, all the artists I've asked, that that's the one thing they're taking a hit on the most. They're missing that, and they're not having the opportunity to get out there. And uh, Well, it's the biggest, it's one of the biggest parts. Like, before all the streaming and the social media, that's all it was. You know, that's yeah. all hip-hop was. And the people, the artists that are 100%, like, just doing music, like, they've been affected the most because, you know, that was their income mostly. Like, yeah, I'm sure they make a little bit off streams and merch and stuff like that, but the touring and the shows is how they make their livelihood. So, yeah, there's a lot of people affected by it. But I also see a lot of artists dropping albums like crazy right now because they just got all the time in the world to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the other flip side of the thing. Some guys are saying it's just these are the guys have had stuff just sitting on the hard drive they're able to dig out tracks and rework them or turn them into something they actually like as opposed to just, yeah, touring because that takes up a lot of a lot of time, obviously. Yeah. And the other thing they always have trouble with is just having enough because uh, it's just been, like, so depressing, kind of a downing down year, obviously. And uh, just inspiration has kind of been a hard thing for some people to kind of get out on. But, yeah, no, yeah. it's – it is a – it's a brutal thing. I don't. I don't see it either. I don't see shows being a very just happening a lot again till the end of 2021. I don't imagine, and it just kind of sucks for guys that are trying to get their footing, as opposed to guys that have kind of had a have a big following already. They can just launch a single or an album, like you said, and it's gonna that's gonna make enough money for them to be completely fine as it is. Yeah. But I mean, I'm curious as to like when shows 
do come back, like, if is it going to be like, oh, everyone has to stand six feet apart? <laughs> do we have to, like, wear masks and, and stand six feet apart? Or what, or is it going to be a minimum or maximum capacity? Like, I, I'm so curious as to see what's going to happen when they do decide. Because I'm optimistic. Like, I, I do feel like things will go back, but I don't think they'll ever be quite the same. There'll be yeah, a, no. whatever changes. So I'm just curious to see what that's going to be. I've read up on it and I've seen a bit from some services that sell tickets and stuff are saying that they'll need a, a form, a medical form saying that you've taken the vaccine. So that I don't, I don't even know because I don't even know if I want to take the damn thing. And that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to get in on. So I definitely don't want to take the first one. <laughs> that's what I mean. So that's kind of, I don't know. I don't, you can't say you don't agree with it because it's safety-wise. You're in big groups. So, I mean, if you don't take it, then the six feet, the pirate thing, it, oh, I don't fucking know. It's, <laughs> it's, tricky. it's tricky for sure. But. but, yeah, no, that's definitely what I saw out of the bigger ones, like, for massive shows, out like the big uh, festivals and stuff. That's, that's the stuff that I've been reading. Uh, it's nothing that's been confirmed yet. It's just obviously – People are just throwing stuff at the wall all over the place and seeing if it sticks. So, yeah, it's, uh, weird, I mean, it's weird to look back to and see like concerts with like twenty thousand people, and it feels, it feels like forever ago, right? And you're like, look at all these people, <laughs> right? Well, it's just yeah, anything going to movie theaters and stuff. But that thing, I don't even. We might not ever actually be able to do that again. <laughs> movie theaters are <laughs> might cease to be a thing because they actually can't. A lot of them are going bankrupt. So yeah. it's just, like, I don't, fuck, it's, it's, it is a complete, it is a brain fuck. That's, well, you saying not everything's going to go back. I mean, that's one thing I don't think we'll actually ever have unless someone just completely funds it themselves, some millionaire. But I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's weird to look back a year from, well, not, it's, I guess this has been going on for just about a year now when it completely started. But I mean, going from almost two years back now, it's definitely weird to look back and think that was actually life and then kind of bring it back to what we are now. It's, it's. Yeah. Shit hit the fan fast, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think we uh, really expected it to be this big either, right? No. But, uh, yeah, so going, so 2020 has been your best year in streams and stuff. Everything's been going up in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, it's my biggest year. 2019 was my first year uh, actually releasing professional music. Like, I had some stuff on YouTube as my, my real name, just sitting in in my room on the edge of the bed doing little lines <laughs> like that <laughs> having a social media account with my name and all that stuff like 2019 but it was july maybe august before i dropped going through it so 2019 was a late year um but it did build traction pretty quick and then 2020 i just went all out i, th- I think i dropped like 15 songs or 14 songs in one year so yeah, it's going pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely sound like it sounds quality. I can only imagine it's going to keep catching. And 2021, whether or not you can take to the stage or not, I just I more than assume you're going to keep going up. But, uh, yeah, so with uh, 2020 doing all this, so with other than whether or not shows can be a thing, what are any plans you got going into 2021? Is it just – keep dropping the singles and kind of keep trying to just build the crowd, uh, more stuff with this social media and stuff. 
Yeah, I'm just going to stay consistent with my releases and stuff like that, but I'm going to try to take on some added stuff. So I really want to do more music videos because I have only done two, and those songs seem to thrive um, because of the visual. So, like, and that's with the music video and the streaming. I feel like they kind of go hand in hand with uh, streams and attention. So I'm going to try and bang off a couple music videos if I can this year. Um try and collab with some bigger artists as well because i know they're struggling as well so i can see them wanting to do collabs with artists that they like so help them they help me music videos um i'm working on some merch right now it's kind of been a process because i'm learning this all by myself and no one really telling me how i should do it or some advice and stuff stuff like that so if anyone's got advice message me (laughs) but yeah i'm kind of just learning it as i go and um yeah it's been it's been pretty fun, though. Yeah, no, uh, with myself, too, I'm doing this whole thing myself. My whole social media is ran by myself and everything, and it's all edited, done by myself. And this is a learning curve, too. I've been doing this for almost, well, it's been a handful of months now. And, yeah, it's a learning curve, and it comes with marketing is a massive thing, and I always go in on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I always I what I told the last guy I was interviewing is I'm having a streaming exec coming on, and he's the one that takes an artist underneath kind of just takes him on his wing and uh, just shows him how to, to work the streaming. And that's a whole thing. And it's yeah. just like I say, it's a whole other, it's, it's ridiculous. You can, if you can rap and still make a song, the, the amount of stuff you got to do afterwards is it's more it's, than even the song. I, I used to think uh, you just make a song and you put it out there and cross and like cross your fingers, but it's like really the amount of money you're going to put into and time you're going to put into making the song, the beat, the studio, that's barely even half. Because, like, if you don't promote and market and do all anything, like, different, you have to be do something different. Like, I will do contests for swag and stuff like that and get them to go stream this or share this or whatever it is. Like, you got to be always doing something different because if you just link and buy a link and buy a link and buy it doesn't it won't do anything really you'll get your you'll get your super fans you know the ones that are hardcore always there right but if you want to build traction you gotta have some knowledge of marketing and promoting for sure yeah and that's the thing the big thing about staying consistent with stuff because it can you can hit that one spark that could start a bar, that one track that could hit one person, then the next, and then it's just spreading like absolute wildfire. It could be the one thing that the power. I mean, that, yeah, that's the thing with the internet, and that's what's amazing, and that's a good thing that it does with music. And I mean, there's countless of other negatives that it's brought onto it, but just the the internet alone has changed the whole industry of music. It's it's uh, it's hard to think about, but. Yeah, that's the thing about staying consistent about you just keep doing it, and it can take that one time for it to blow up, but then even just staying consistent over time, you're just always going to constantly, whether you caught someone because of the sound of that one single, and then of the next one, you catch someone else's sound, and you're just always gaining fans like that. But, yeah, learning just marketing and stuff, it's just stuff I like to just look in on just because it still has to do with music and stuff, and it's just, it's, it's a whole rabbit hole when you come down to it, but, I mean, it's something... Any artist should have, for sure, should be something they should have in their back pocket, and it it's a it's a learning curve for sure. Just like I said, I'm trying to do it myself, and it takes it takes time. But yeah, all that merch and all that stuff is definitely a good uh 
a good start for it. So, uh, kind of going back, uh, we went over that, but it kind of, with your whole sound, you kind of have, like, it's where it seems like you have an inspiration of, like, more old guys. It's more old time because you're not exactly trap, like, not really trap at all. Your beats are just more old school hip hop. Is that stuff you, like, your roots, or, well, you already said it's straight from Eminem and stuff, but do you ever plan on dabbing into, like, other kind of stuff, or is that just kind of your niche and you're good with sticking with that? Um, well, you know, I want to have my own style for sure, where, like, people can, like, come and know what to expect. But I do want to always try new things. I'm always trying, you know, like, I put out uh, a song more than hip-hop, and that was more of, like, a mixture of old school, but, like, like the new trap, kind of, like, emo rap as well. So I kind of yeah. tried that. And some people liked it, some people didn't, but it's all experimental right for me so i'm always trying something new um but i feel like my my style is definitely like the word scheme metaphor old school boom bap type stuff yeah i just want people to actually listen and it means something instead of just all straight vibes like i'm gonna have those songs where they're just vibe but um yeah the storytelling is definitely my my style yeah, it's more like you're a good comparison to a, another big Canadian artist that I guess I've had on. So you'd be the second Canadian, but even yeah. so, it's, it's slowly growing. But classified yeah. is very, I don't oh. know if you heard him or not. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 I had him on, on my, uh, I think it might have been the fifth or sixth episode. And, uh, yeah, you, it kind of definitely reminds me of kind of that vibe. He stuck with that sound and he still sticks with it to this day. And it's kind of making, it seems to be kind of making its go around again, that old school sound. So, I mean, yeah. let's cross our fingers that you catch the wave that you get yeah. caught on because it, it does seem to come around. It's very refreshing right now. It's a very refreshing thing. I'm liking it. And this opposed to all this trap stuff, it all kind of sounds the same at this point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think other people are looking for a fresh sound. And even though you're doing an old school vibe, it definitely seems to be a fresh sound because it hasn't been around in a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of taking it back, but putting my own twist on it. Like, that's basically what it's all about. Because I, I don't want to ever, like, change up and then my real day one fans be like, yo, you changed, bro. <laughs> like, that would suck. I'd be like, shit. Well, I'm trying to, like, get into the industry however way. Like, that's what a lot of artists do is they'll just 100% invest into what's popping. And then they kind of lose themselves throughout. And then, then they don't know how to go back. To that without losing all their fans so it's kind of it's kind of tough you either just ride it out and take the hard route being your yourself being the artist you are or you kind of just fake it till you make it <laughs> but I, I refuse to do that like i'm not like starving or anything you know i'm living okay so it's not like a big deal if i get to do shows and have a solid fan base like that's a win for me yeah, and that's the that's the line that's hard to walk because you've seen guys countless times that'll stray from their sound, just make a whole album that's a whole completely different thing, and then it just completely flops, and they get so much hate from it, and then you yeah. find them going back to their old sound as quick as they changed it up. So yeah, it's a very it's a very and that seems like backfilling at that point, and then yeah, yeah. but yeah, I know an old school uh, new school mix definitely I feel is. One of the hotter things that's kind of coming up, it's kind of coming its way back around again. So it's definitely, definitely a good thing to, to continue with. But, uh, so you've been doing this for a handful of years now and, uh, 
I know you haven't done shows or stuff, but what has kind of been the one one thing you think back and it was kind of like a oh shit moment, like one of your best memories of your kind of career so far? Um, hmm, that's a tricky one. Well, <laughs> honestly, just the, how it all started was probably the best memory for me. Like, like we got everything in our studio and we had no idea what we were doing. But it was just so much fun to kind of finally do it because we, like my older brothers, always talked to me about doing it forever and ever and ever. And I was just like, whatever excuse, oh I'm not in the right place or I can't do his bullshit, right? Yeah. Uh, just finally actually doing it was the best memory. But when I met Shay and I got a foot in the door and produced my first actual professional song, I probably went home and listened to that shit a thousand times. Because I was like, oh, my God, how I thought, like what I thought it was in my head is actually here now. Because I would always be like it would always sound a certain way. And then I would do it in our studio. And it was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it, bro. Right. I was like, fuck, it was so frustrating to me that I couldn't make it come to life. And then, yeah, just having that opportunity and him seeing something in me and making it happen like that was that was the best thing. I was like, wow, I can I can actually do this. Like and it wasn't even like a. A cocky thing. It was like, wow, I can actually do this. Like, it sounds really good. And yeah. I, was, I was just happy to know that I can actually write and see it through to the end. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, so what? So getting new fans. So from here, kind of shouting out to the listeners of this show. Uh, why would you? What would you tell people? Like, what's the reason for them to check you? Out? What makes you unique compared to? kind of what's out there right now why should someone check your stuff out well i mean i think a lot of my music pertains to the regular joe you know the regular person the working class people the the day in and day out i mean yeah i'm sure a lot of us are guilty of <laughs> driving to our nine to five job listening to some gang shit like this <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you know if you're looking for something different like you can actually listen to some real life stuff um, that you might even be blown away on how much it like relates to you. Like my song Best Friends, like I've had people from every age, eighteen to like like my friends' parents, like fifty, sixty year olds saying like, Holy crap, like I relate to this. Like so there's a relation to it. Um and you know, just like a whole vibe. I feel like I have like a different style and not just like the flow, but just like kinda like the funniness and it just seems like a, it would be a fun time. That's why I wanted to do a concert so I can actually feel it for myself to see if I can start a whole vibe with my style. So. Yeah, no, and I hear uh, performing seems to be the addicting thing that makes as soon as you do it once, people just want to keep doing it. And I hope you can do it sooner than later for sure. And, uh, yeah, we're crossing our fingers. So, uh, yeah, to kind of wrap it up and bring this thing to a fold, uh, I like to give uh, my guests the floor to kind of plug yourself, uh, plug anything that's going on, uh, where they can find you, any of your work, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you got the floor and kind of just give them a, a what's what. All right, um, so yeah, I got a new track dropping with uh, my girl Tiny Wings. Uh, it's such a dope track. I didn't want to, I like put a little snippet on and <laughs> even give it any credit, but that's how I wanted it. I wanted it to be able people to be like, ah. Uh, but then when it drops, be like, holy shit. So yeah. that's the biggest thing out right now. Um, Headshot dropped a few weeks ago. That one's still 
such a banger. So yeah, Spotify, Dibs, uh, Dibs Music on Instagram, Dibs on YouTube, basically Dibs anywhere. Um, you know, with DistroKid, they basically put it everywhere. Like Deezer, I don't even, Napster, I don't even know if anyone uses that anymore, but it does. <laughs> so yeah, Dibs anywhere. Uh, I got a new, uh, merch line coming out soon. It's kind of in the process right now. It's all learning curve for me. So yeah, new merch, new music. Gonna have some music videos in the new year. Just keep, keep banging them out and keep everyone entertained. Great. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can go find all the stuff, follow them and, uh, yeah, you can, all my account, I'll be sharing all of his stuff and, uh, yeah, constantly, uh, pushing that stuff out. So, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, good conversation. It. I'm looking forward to the new track and, uh, for what 2020 dibs brings. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome, hopefully man. stuff goes back and yeah, you can get a, get stuff going. So oh. thanks again, man. Thanks so much. See ya. See ya.